0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today on this Friday. Well, right now, Mrs. Patricia Joy Xavier is upstairs lying in bed, unwrapping all of her beautiful gifts that she received from all of her beautiful friends. We got home very late last night, and after a great big party, uh, Patricia was absolutely overwhelmed with the messages of love that came to her through very sincere individuals in the body of Christ. And this is what we were hoping for in her birthday party yesterday is that people would just speak from their hearts, very simply, very intimately personal that we were at the church and we just had an amazing time. And again, this morning, I just wanted to say to all of the ladies and the men that put their hand to the plow yesterday to uh, decorate the, the the room that we were in. It was decked out with purple and gold, and uh, it was just really eloquent and uh, wonderful, and the tables were prepared, and the meals were prepared. We've got some pictures. I'm going to actually upload to Facebook and or upload somewhere, however you do it. I think probably Facebook under Omega Radio and uh, some other places, but uh, it was an absolutely amazing time last night, and Uh, Patricia is just overwhelmed. She's got her cup of coffee again this morning. uh, She's commonly known around New Wine Ministries as Mrs. Ethel Jensen. It means that she's just exuding the character of Christ and the conduct of Christ. And uh, in so many different ways, we heard about her humor last night from some people and uh, her being cool as a cucumber. You know, we heard a lot of great things and um, it went deep and it was light and there were tears and there was joy and uh, we just had a wonderful time. And so happy birthday to her and for everybody that since uh, we came home. And uh, there were over 55 comments on a little picture that we sent out about her birthday. And to everybody that said hello to Patricia yesterday, thank you for doing so. She You made her birthday great. It certainly does not end yesterday. Uh, she's got some family members going to be taking her out for dinner tonight. And uh, it just the gift goes on. The gift goes on. And she's absolutely um, just a very unique individual to celebrate and um, was awesome. I was absolutely overwhelmed sitting next to my wife as everybody was doing what they were doing. I couldn't breathe any longer. I mean, I was at the point of just popping, you know, and I looked at Patricia and she actually said, I can't take anymore. (laughs) I can't take anymore. You know, If you've never been loved on by a body of believers, and it's not just Patricia. I mean, yesterday was her day, but, you know, there are celebrations. We have not stopped celebrating something since October's Feast of Tabernacles, if you want to know the truth. From Tabernacles to Thanksgiving to the Christmas days to birthdays in January, well, birthdays in December, too, and birthdays in January, birthdays in February. We're exhausted from celebrating life in other people and it's just been an amazing and if you've never been celebrated that way the next time your birthday is coming up give us a ring i think what we need to do is uh turn loose some of the sisters man the way that they just prepare things there was a plate of snacks huge plate decked out in a way it was just unbelievable and uh we had salmon smoked salmon from our sister Lori. We had lasagna from our sister Peggy. We had chicken. I don't even know where the chicken came from in like a cacciatore sauce. We had Italian wedding soup from sister Sally. Unbelievable. And uh, we just feasted and had an amazing time. And again, I'm down here uh, getting ready to spend some time with all of you and and you with me and um, just kind of feeling a little bit hungover. We don't drink anything except for water and good coffee. And uh, just Patricia has so many friends and so many people that acknowledged her ministry, the ministry of Christ through her in their lives. And it was quite special. Now, on the other hand, we have a situation going on, and it is with uh, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt. And all of you here, most of you know who Pastor Kevin Honeycutt is. And I want to tell you how I met Pastor Kevin Honeycutt. And then we're going to talk uh, just a little bit, and hopefully he'll call in and give us a report. I hope he does. And Pastor Kevin, if you're out there eating that blueberry uh, bagel with the strawberry cream cheese and a cup of coffee and you're still listening, make sure you call in and please press one on your dial pad. We would love to hear a report. Many people have been praying for Nancy Honeycutt, and she's been in the hospital for quite some time, and We just want to hear the report and the battle that's been going on and re-engage in the battle where people have gotten distracted and other things and um, some interesting things to talk about with Nancy just yesterday as a brother Paul was praying for her and we saw some things and then uh, they were kind of confirmed. So we're going to keep on praying through. Um, So we're going to prepare for that call and I just... life is a vapor friends as you know life is a vapor and while we're here we are working something out that has eternal value to it and i believe every single person you know that is a christian in the truest sense of the word they go through suffering they go through trials and a lot of battles No doubt, but every single one of them are are allowed, and um, actually they're there to prove our faith, which is not, are you, you know, it's not a, a finger pointing against, it's the proving of our faith. And if we have just a little tiny measure of faith, we can move mountains. Jesus taught that. So I believe that the Lord is saying in these last days, the most precious commodity among God's people will be our faith. And so um, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about this. Um something else that we have been doing at New Wine Ministries, not over the airwaves, uh, but we've been in somewhat of a um, series, but not like, okay, let's go step-by-step step through a series. Um, we are engaged in uh, studying the Word of God and, and dealing with the sin issue in the life of believers, and allowing the word of God to speak to the, 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 the battle that human beings, humanity, has been engaged in since the beginning of time with the archenemy of sin. And so we have been studying this on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays. Uh, we talk about it, obviously, in Thursdays and roundtable discussions and Saturdays and Sundays. And uh, we're getting to something, and I've got something so rich right now that uh, would add to that and I have it actually lined up I was going to share some of it today but I'm not so sure that's the direction Uh, we're not going to be here that long we've got some work to do Uh, so we're going to be wrapping things up in about 51 minutes so um, I want to get prepared for that so I'm I'm waiting for Pastor Kevin's call and we want to be praying for Nancy Honeycutt Some people are celebrating life. Other people are going through a time of suffering and all of it is designed one way or the other to give glory to God. And if we had that perspective about giving God the glory and everything, it would be awesome. So praise the Lord. Did you enjoy brother Aaron yesterday? We had a great conversation with him and we spent some quality time talking to uh, a new friend and what we think is most miraculous is not that we were on the same page, because we weren't. We were definitely looking at two different, you know, uh, angles of things, and yet the love of Christ was overshadowing that, and rather than getting into the debate that we've heard for our whole lives, if you disagree with me, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's division time, and uh, we didn't sense that, even though we were kind of uh, battling out scripturally, but to witness, here's, here's an interesting thing. Um, Just for those of of you that did listen yesterday and saw uh, Brother Aaron, um, the day I met him when he was speaking, he said three or four things that happened to him in his life that happened to me in my life. Now, this is totally organic. This isn't based on Bible doctrine or theology. Um, And then when he came to our fellowship meeting that last Saturday evening, I was saying things that he was sitting there with a big smile on his face because he too was doing the same things. I had told him about a book that I had cut my teeth on uh, from a very powerful mentor in my life, uh, who was Theodore Austin Sparks, T Austin Sparks in the 19, I think he was as back as the thirties, 1930s, 1940s, 1950s area. Uh, he was contemporary to Watchman knee and, um, you know, I did a lot of reading and a lot of studying of T. Austin Sparks' books. And one of the great books he wrote about was the um, the, the pioneering the heavenly way, or pioneers of the heavenly way. And uh, last Saturday, I was walking through the house. I was singing, or it was Sunday, and no, it was Saturday, and I was singing about pioneers of the heavenly way because we're also in a series in our in our in our congregation. Again, organically. This isn't just systematic where we're talking about this moment of great transition and the great transition that is happening all over the world and how we are sensing as God drew Israel to the brink of a transformation or a transition in the days when they were coming out of Egypt. So we sense that there's this, you know, being brought to the Red Sea um, and we're about to go through something to get to the other side. And then how after 40 years in the wilderness, Israel is brought again to the brink of a transition where they have to go through uh, the, the Jordan River to get to the other side. And so we see a pattern in Scripture about God bringing his people collectively and corporately to the brink of a transformation or a transition. And we feel very strongly and very uh, just a very powerful unction in our lives that God is doing that around the world. He's gathering his people to the river's edge, if you will. And he's telling us, you know, get your victuals uh, because we're about to pass over to the other side. And what we realize in our transition is that it's always, it begins of coming out of something and then going through something to enter into something, coming out of something Maybe you have been in a trial. Maybe you've been in something in your life. Maybe you have been engaged in a battle. Maybe you have, uh, you know, been in the wilderness. Maybe you've been suffering through sickness or maybe something's been happening, but we declare unto you by the word of the Lord, regardless of all the battling going on, we declare that God is saying you're coming out of something and you're going to go through something to get into something to enter into. And so My personal belief about this in a general way is that the church of Jesus Christ globally all over the world is we have all been in what is known as the kingdom age. We have been in what is known as the church age. And God is saying that this age of the kingdom, this age of the church that began 2,000 years ago in the upper room when the baptism of the Holy Spirit came into people, because we're not talking about structures, human structures, We're talking about the spirit of God in human beings. And so we've been in this age, this dispensation of of preaching the gospel, preaching the kingdom, um, all the different aspects of what has happened in 2000 years from revivals and reformations and transitions and transformations and uh, the church going from glory to glory and faith to faith and strength to strength. And after all this time, From generation to generation, you know, when you're running that long race, you pass the baton to the next runner. And we're the final generation, according to everything we know about Israel becoming a nation, technology exploding, people traveling all over the world, men calling good evil and evil good like never before in the history of the world. So we see a tremendous amount of prophetic utterances. that we're looking at. I mean, we're looking through the lens of scripture at the signs of the times going, this is absolutely amazing. Nobody has ever been here before because Israel was a scattered people for nearly 2,000 years. And yet in our generation, Israel has been regathered together, a fully functioning nation. Everything has come back to them except their temple, which we believe will come about very soon, suddenly. And so... We, we experienced something in our generation that they never could. And while technology has always been a bit progressive, you know, and moving forward, our generation, no doubt, is entered into the exponential. And so we saw everything going like this, and then suddenly a burst of technological advancements traveling, uh, which is one of the idioms in Daniel chapter 12, that people would be traveling to and fro throughout the earth, you know, they would be coming and going. It just speaks of, traveling and knowledge increasing and all of that so our generation is experiencing and witnessing something that has never been done in 2000 years so we see this as the closing up of a dispensation this coming out of something standing at the river's edge if you will getting ready to go through something so that we might enter into something and what might that be Well, from a biblical perspective and from what studying the scriptures and what we've been saying for 20 years, well, it it appears that this time of transition in general is that the church is coming to the end of a church age, the end of a dispensation, the end of a kingdom age, not that it's over and going to be done away with, it's just the time, the way that it's been experienced has come to an end. And now we're standing at this edge, this, the brim of transition, and, as, and if you read the book of Joshua, it's an incredible story of how the people came to that moment. Everybody, the young, the old, everybody came to this moment, and the whole nation was about to go through the Jordan River to get to the other side, and I believe that God has brought us to the brink of transition, and what we are about to go through to get to the other side is none other then the great tribulation spoken of in the scriptures about the final generation that will have to go through that great tribulation, knowing that immediately after the tribulation, the Lord will return. There will be a shout from heaven, a trumpet blast. He'll come in the clouds. He'll send his angels to gather together his elect. In Thessalonians and in uh, Corinthians, the dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remaining will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. All of that happens immediately after the tribulation. Jesus said, as we studied yesterday, that there will be a tribulation in the last days that will never have been before and will never be again. And so we suspect in this global new world order of things that has arisen globally around the world through technology and all the different abilities of mankind that we are the generation that will experience the great tribulation At the same time, all over the world, not just a tribulation over there at that time or a tribulation over there at that time or 70 AD or the Holocaust of Nazi Germany that was horrible, but the scripture says to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. So we were expecting a global great persecution, a global great tribulation, which simply means pressure, a time of pressure that will be applied against all believers around the world. Some of them will be pressure proof because they've been preparing and they're going to go through that great tribulation and not perish. Others are going to be giving up. Others are going to be turning away. Others are going to be uh, letting their love wax cold. Others are going to be betraying one another, hating one another uh, because they're not ready for what is coming. They haven't been prepared. They're not equipped uh, to go through something. You always have to prepare to go through something. Even when Israel left Egypt, they, they spoiled the Egyptians and got all the stuff to get ready to go through, and they took it right through the Red Sea. And then in the book of Joshua, when they're passing out of the wilderness after 40 years, it says, get their victuals together, for in three days, we're passing over. So you have to get ready to go through something, to enter into something. So I believe that God has brought our generation to the brink of transition And we're about to go through the Great Tribulation and these moments that we have to get everybody ready. And and what that means, get into your closet, shut the door, go into your chamber, shut the door, enter into your ark, get into your refuge, get into your Goshen. Um, Unfortunately, the majority of the people in the body of Christ are going to go into the Great Tribulation. Their robes are going to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. That means the spots, wrinkles, and blemishes are going to get cleaned up by what they go through. And it's going to be an incredible moment for a lot of people, but nonetheless, they will go through. And then there will be people that are sealed with the Spirit of God that will not be touched by it. There will be a supernatural hedge of protection among those who are the overcomers and the bride of Christ. And we could get into all that detail, but we've heard it so we're at this brink of transition, and, you know, we're waiting. Everybody's coming together. It's, it's like everybody's coming out of the woodworks to this moment. Now we're getting ready to go through, and then we know on the other side of this great transition, we know that we're going to enter into the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. It's not just that after the tribulation we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord, which is phenomenal beyond expression. The dead are going to rise, phenomenal, beyond expression. That's all the beginning of what's going to happen, because immediately after the tribulation, what does the Bible say? I mean, we could just go through the book of Revelation and study it, but it says that we're going to be meeting the Lord in the air. We're going to go and be with the Lord. Then God's going to pour out his wrath upon the nations of the earth. He's going to bring mystery Babylon down once and for all, who's been around for a long time all the way back in the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 10 and 11, and this mystery Babylon, this mysterious Babylonian mystery global harlot thing that goes on that's been around, it dies over here, and then it shows up over here, it dies over here, it shows up over there. Well, it has an end. And during the wrath of God in Revelation 16, this is where the kingdom of the beast, mystery Babylon, the false prophet, um, all of these things will come to an end. And the devil himself will be locked up into a pit for 1,000 years. And it's at that time that God is going to bring his millennial reign, where we're going to come with the Lord on the earth. He's going to judge and make war. We're going to set up the kingdom he is. And then we'll be ruling and reigning with him for 1,000 years in glorified bodies that can never get sick, busted, and disgusted ever again. I mean, the scriptural reality is so beautiful And it just gives you the courage to say, you know what, I've got to look beyond this cross. In the book of Hebrews, we're told that Jesus looked beyond the cross to the joy that was set before him. And if our generation refuses to look beyond this moment to the joy of what it's going to be like after we endure to the end, the worst thing that could happen is if we don't make it, if we don't go through, if we turn back, if we ignore what God is saying, if we become useless and vain in the economy of God, that we're not able to do anything for the Lord because of one reason or another. That's, that's horrible. That's death. So I believe that this general reality is happening, but I also believe in the personal transition in people's lives. I believe that there are people, individuals, that God is bringing from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, that God wants to and it's bringing them to a point where they've been in something for a very long time. They've had to go, they, they've, they've been in something. And now he's, he's saying, okay, I want to transition you. I'm, I'm transitioning you out of this, which you've always known, which you've become familiar with. And this is why we talk about pioneering because pioneers go where they've never been before. It's new territory. So sometimes in our journey with the Lord, um, we get camped out in some areas. You know, 40 years in the wilderness, you become familiar with the wilderness. 430 years in, uh, Egypt, in Egypt, you become familiar with the Egyptian ways. And every time God has to bring people out, he has to bring them through something so that he can get them to learn something other. And you may have known about God in a particular way your, your whole life. You may have believed things to be a certain way about God and the kingdom of God and the church your whole life. You may have an understanding about things and you've you've developed and you've grown and you've cultivated and you produce good fruit in the thing that you've always known. But he says, I'm going to prune the branches so that it will even produce more fruit. Right? So some people are transitioning right now. You know, the world is transitioning You've got men transitioning from male to female. You've got women transitioning from female to male. You've got all of this stuff going on in the world. You have the transition of 4G towers to 5G towers. You have the transition of 2.0 Internet to 3.0 Internet. There's transition going on all over the world. Well, we have to begin to think spiritually that God is also transitioning things according to his economy, not the world economy but his economy. So that transition may be very personal and very unique to you, to every single one of us. I know for me as a pioneering heart, I desire to transition out of what I've known into something unknown, unchartered. But what's really cool about transitioning to, in, into what is unknown and unchartered, the children of Israel, before they ever left Egypt, the prophets were coming telling them about a land that flowed with milk and honey. They were hearing about their own land. They were hearing things by the spirit of what was before them that God wanted to bring them to. But the only way that God could get them there is he had to bring them out of something, bring them through the wilderness, through something, in order to enter into their promised land, right? So we see the pattern. And what you and I are hearing by Scripture requires a pioneering heart, that God is transitioning you because there's something connected to your destiny for uh, even on this Earth, and then of course, the transition we just spoke about into the eternal things, the thousand years in glorified bodies, then the eternal eighth day, where we go on into something that we if you can't speak, there's nothing to say about it. It's so far beyond our ability to comprehend in the love of God in all that He has for us. So personal transition. Now, what I was going to share uh, with you, and what I wanted to get into just a little bit, is that there are things in this world, and I've come to a conclusion, I don't care what any man says, I'm just looking at the Bible, and I say that very humbly, not to discredit anybody, it's just my journey, the way I feel about it, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There are things in this life that the devil launches against us to try to destroy our destiny. These are destiny-destroying demons, Uh, There are some destiny-destroying ideas or thoughts or sins in people's lives. In other words, what God is bringing you to is so far beyond anything you've ever known, but the devil doesn't want you to know that it exists, so he wants to keep you out of it because he himself has been kept out of it. He's very jealous, believe me. So what are the things that would destroy the destiny what are the things that would destroy the transition? You know, a baby, when it's in the womb, you know, so they talk about it transitioning and tri-semesters and all these things about birthing. But not until that baby is safely in the arms of its mother, okay, should there be a letting down of the guard. You don't just say, oh, you're pregnant now. That's wonderful. Everybody, let's go home and celebrate. No, that just means, okay, you're pregnant, that's really good, and there's a birth ready to happen, but that produces even more caution, doesn't it? I mean, you don't just walk around, oh, she's pregnant, she's going to give birth, that's so wonderful. No, it becomes more caution. And the days that go by and the closer we get to the birthing, the more caution is required. And then while the woman is beginning the process of the labor pains, Now it becomes more intense. There's an intensification. I mean, everything starts tightening, right? I mean, and then, uh, whoa, that was just a false alarm. Whoa, you know, that was a big one, kaboom. Well, the further we go, the closer we get to the birthing. We have acceleration. There's more intensity. Everything is coming quicker now. It doesn't mean you relax. It means you get more ready, right? So the closer we get to the birthing of what we're getting ready to go into and through and into the other part, uh, it requires more caution. So now there she is and she's giving, she's, she's beginning to give birth and the head is crowning and the baby's transitioning and uh, the birth canal is coming. Well, you don't just go and have a cup of coffee. You don't relax and take it easy. That's a time where even more caution is demanded because now comes the time of the delivery, right? The baby is going through the birthing canal. It's coming out of what, nine months of being comforted in mama's womb, being nice and comfy, but now, here it comes, it's time to leave the womb, and go through the canal, and that's where the pain happens, all right, and so, but then right at that baby starts to come forth, the loving arms should be there of the father predominantly not just a doctor but the father should be there we have had we've had over 20 something home births at new wine ministries through the years and the fathers were there to deliver their children and so now that the, the this this thing is coming here's where the real caution is it's transitioning so there again we talk about stewardship of the transition some along the way god's pattern is he always raises up stewards to make sure that the transition is successful and complete. Well, he raised up Moses and Aaron to steward the children of Israel out of Egypt into the wilderness. Then he raises up Joshua and Caleb to steward the transition from the wilderness into the promised land. Then he raises up Jesus and the apostles. Okay, Jesus literally raises up and and assigns the apostles to steward the transition from the the age of Judaism into the age of the kingdom of grace. And now after 2,000 years, God is bringing forth and raising up a stewardship to steward the transition that is happening. And the first thing he does is he unveils the voice of what he's doing through the prophets. God doesn't do anything unless he first reveals it to the prophets. So the prophets begin to declare what is to be. And this is what was happening in Egypt when the prophets were coming, talking about a promised land. Okay, so now what you're hearing right now is the prophetic word of God about a transition that's ready to happen. You need to get ready. So now he's going to raise up a stewardship ministry to help assist in the stewardship of the transition. I mean, this is really awesome when you stop and think about it. And so the midwife is a stewardship transition. The, the father at the womb, the one that's bringing the actual delivery, stewardship, all right, to make sure that it happens well. That umbilical cord has to be cut. That baby has to come, it has to land in the arms of love. This is super important to the journey of every one of us. And quite frankly, the five-fold ministry of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher were to be a stewardship ministry to steward God's people out of earthly things into spiritual things, or heavenly things, out of uh, out of the realm of darkness into light, out of the world into the kingdom. You know these transitions that we have experienced, they're amazing. They're simply amazing. So, but there's always a stewardship involved. So God is raising up stewardship to bring a successful transition. He's foretelling what is about to happen, and he's inspiring the mind of God's people. There's a land flowing with milk and honey. Well, for us, right beyond this transition is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in our generation, the coming of the angels, the trumpet blast, the gathering together, the dead rising. We, alive and remaining, being changed in a moment, the twinkling of an eye, to be with the Lord, to go with him into some incredible place, until the wrath has been poured out, then we're getting ready to come back to rule and reign for a thousand years in an upgraded body. Hallelujah. Where the spirit and the soul has been transferred not to earthen bodies, but to spiritual bodies that will live forever, that never get sick, never get tired, never get dead or anything. So you got to inspire the mind. And the Bible is inspiring us to know these things. To understand these things. And, and my God, we're awakening to what the reality is. So you may be in a private transition right now. You may be in something that is of necessity, needing to come to an end, to go through into a new beginning in your life from glory to glory with the ultimate transition that we've been talking about through the Great Tribulation into the Millennial Kingdom. But along the way, individuals are transitioning themselves. And for you and I, we are transitioning from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. We're getting gooder and gooder and gooder as the days go by. And you have been through many transitions in your life. Your first transition is when you came out of your mother's womb, right? And then there's transition all through life. You are in a moment of personal transition. The devil always seems to stand at the womb, doesn't he? In the days of Moses, he stood at the womb. In the days of Jesus being birthed, he stood at the womb. In Revelation 12, a woman's giving birth, the devil's at the womb. Why? To destroy the destiny. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. I'm going to be preaching this all weekend. And I kind of feel like um, I don't even want to, but I'm going to. I I I think this is a good time to do it. Okay. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt is on uh, chat room right now. Uh, Pastor Kevin, if you're there, what I'd like to do is take a, a little break from what we're talking about. And if you would call into 818-369-0326 and then press one on the dial pad, I want to talk with you about Nancy. She's transitioning right now. And we have to we have to understand what her transition is uh, she's in a critical place. The prayers of the saints are necessary, and we need to understand what the will of God for her life is. I believe we do know. So, Pastor Kevin, give us a call. I'm going to just pause it for a moment here and um, press 1 on the dial pad, and let's hear from this wonderful man of God who has been going through quite a trial with his wife of many years, and um, which is Nancy. The number, again, is 818 369 0326. I'm going to put it on the board for you right now. Uh, here it is. And this is what you have to do. 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad. So while Pastor Kevin's ready to call in, I just want to see law right now and just let what we said sink in. And you do the you do the homework. You know, you you do this homework. And what it means to be a pioneer, to leave one thing and enter into another. But before I go any further, the most important thing in this moment is talking to our dear friend and pastor, Kevin Honeycutt. Pastor Kevin, good morning, sir. We trust that you're doing well. How are you today?
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. And praise the Lord. We are doing fine. We're doing well. Uh, We've been through attacks and battles. My wife has been 34 days in ICU on a ventilator. Uh, We've had today makes a total of seven times I have been told that my wife would not see another day or another hour. 15 days ago, that was six times. And they said she wouldn't see nothing uh, past that day. But because of effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, which is a lot different from, can I just be honest and say church folks, Uh, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, it's availing much. The word of God is availing much. That precious name that we hold to, the name above all names, is availing much. Uh, She's stable. They told me again this morning, they called me in at 3 a.m., And said that everything's going backwards unless God does something. And I said, praise the Lord. All right. And they said, praise the Lord. I said, yes, praise the Lord. Our father is able, and our father's large and in charge. And they looked at me like, have you lost your mind? (laughs) All I could do, this is the seventh time now, is just laugh on my way out. They said, you're leaving now to tell the family. I said, no, I've told my father. Oh, he must be something. I said he is something, and so I, I come home. I changed, and uh, I've listened to the wording that you said about transition. And yes, sir, yes, sir. There's transition going on,
0: Pastor Kevin. Uh, we're gonna pray right now, okay? And uh, you, we can continue the conversation, but there's an unction. So, Father in heaven, right now, in the name of Jesus, there are two things I want to pray specifically for over the airwaves. Number one, plead the blood of Jesus Christ over Kevin, Pastor Kevin, and Pastor Nancy. Father, right now, we know that prayers have gone up to you. Men and women have pressed into you. They have interceded for this family, for Nancy, for Pastor Kevin, the whole family there in the church. And there's been a lot. Now, Father, we're asking for reinforcements. We are asking, Father God, right now that that precious blood of Jesus will speak to every principality, to every power, to all sickness, to all disease. And, Father, we are believing that Nancy's eyes are going to open and it is going to be finished, that the disease that tried to kill her will be under the blood. It will be conquered And that you will bring her out of that hospital back into her home. That you will bring her out of this death experience into life in the name of Jesus. And we pray that the power of the Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus from death will raise up Nancy. She has destiny in her. She has a calling in her. She has a testimony in her. And Lord, her husband who has been fighting... Who has been standing in the gap, Pastor Kevin, right now we ask for a gusher anointing, a refreshing, that his vim and vigor and the power of your spirit will quicken his mortal body, that his mind and his brain, that he will become fresher than he's been. Father God, ever before in his life yes, sir. that you will bring yes, the cool rivers of living water, the crystal clear rivers of living water flowing through every cell in his body, through all of his veins, in every muscle, in every tendon, that the life-giving spirit in the crystal clear river will bring a cool anointing, a refreshing, a drinking deep of the spirit, for him, that you will bless him like Job in his latter moment of this trial, that his family will be restored, everything will be better than it ever was before. And Father, we ask you to rebuke the spirit of death, to heal her kidneys, her livers, her pancreas, her lungs, in the name of Jesus, Nancy Honeycomb, your lungs shall live and not die and breathe the fresh air of heaven in Jesus name. This is our prayer. Father God, we thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Go ahead, Pastor Kevin.
2: Amen. You know, I was holding to a verse of scripture. that said, glory. I feel the anointing all over that. Hallelujah. Somebody, saints ought to just lift their hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Uh, The 37th Psalm, and I believe it's verse number seven, it it said, "To, to rest in the Lord and to wait patiently for him. And to fret not yourself because of those who are maybe they're prospering, or 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 because of the wicked uh, that do some things. And I'm telling you, I have seen the wicked. We've had the wicked. I'm telling you, the devil, he will try and try and try. He'll try to find a hole, a crevice, a crack, anything. He will try his way, his very best. You hit on something there, Pastor, about the people of God that have a calling, an unction, something that Almighty God in heaven has put in their life that only they can do that God gave. And it's important. Everybody, when you love the Lord, you're you're sold out to the Lord. God has something unique and special only that you can do. I can't do what God wants you to do. Pastor, you are doing something. I I told you a while back, I've seen some growth. I've seen the maturity. I've seen the wisdom and the anointing that's just flowing from you. And I, I hope and I pray the masses keep on listening like they're listening, and more will come. And it's not you that draws the people, but it's that greater is he that's in you that keeps on drawing them to get this truth. And I've seen there's a truth that even though we we know church, we know how to shout, we know how to pray, we will have those attacks, and that attack is specifically designed. You said it, that the, the attack is there to knock people out from their destiny, because what God has given you is going to touch lives, change lives for the glory of God. There's a healing that somebody needs, and it's only because of you and your obedience. There's, there's a miracle that somebody needs, and it's only because of you and the anointing and calling of God upon your life. There's somebody they just need a hug, or somebody need a word to say, you know what, you are unique, and, and you make the best cupcakes in the whole wide world. Well, if that's what God has you to say, then only you can do it, and our adversary, he cannot stand the people of God. He cannot stand the family of God. And I have seen so many times he brings this little word, if. If comes from church folks. If comes from doubters, powders, and devils in church clothes. If always tries to find a way. Well, and, and that's how some of the doctors, and you know, I, I, I served in the military uh, 11 and a half years, and I got pushed to the edge to where that old army sergeant come back out. And there was a time that was good and it was okay because I've had to fight. I've had to fight. I've had to stand up and tell people, uh, no, you're not doing that. I had to stand up and tell doctors, you're fired. Leave now. I've had to tell nurses, no, you're not doing that. Leave now. And they look at you. See, that's what Child of God, you got to understand. You got to stand your ground in the Word of God. And I have seen where so many people—they might be strong in the Lord or in the power of His might—but are they putting on the whole armor of God? We've got we've got cuddled with fluff and stuff. We've got cuddled with the way church has been. And you, Pastor, man of God, and I, I and others know that when something happened here a couple of years ago, uh, the Lord had let me know church as we know it is over. He's transitioning. He's getting his body ready, a remnant ready. And so we've seen a lot of people, they don't have the armor. They put the armor down. So we see dry shields and rusty swords. The, the, if, you, if you remember, the shields had mm. to be watered and they had to be oiled. Mm. Mm. That way when the fiery darts of the wicked come, they wouldn't burn up the shield. The sword had to be sharpened. And how do you sharpen the sword? Oh, you've got to get in the Word and you've got to keep that, that mindset of being humble before God. Glory, hallelujah, to where the sword is sharp and what we've seen is people got relaxed or people's looking there's nothing wrong with looking and seeing what's going because we should prepare we should be prepared we're not afraid of of wicked devices that's coming up that is coming upon the earth uh i've seen a lot of Lord. there was fear and i've seen those that come in they tried to put fear on me and my family and i was reminded of the word see people yeah, people of god we've got to stick in the word it's the most powerful thing there is it was here before you was here it's here right now and when that time comes we're going to be with the lord the word of god is still going to prevail amen and first john 4 18 said there's no fear in love and perfect love casts out fear so pastor as I went to tell these doctors, you're fired. Get out of here. They also would come from afar off. And then I also had to do the other side. I had to do what Jesus said, Joshua said, to pray for your enemy, love your enemies. And, and a lot of people's not there, but I had to turn around, and not only was I the Army Sergeant and bold enough to, to, to protect my bride and hold off for my wife, I'm, 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 and here I am. I thank God that I've been in the word and in prayer. And that's what this thing has done me, it, it, not only in the prayer, but in the word. See, we're begotten by the word. You could be super spiritual all you want. You've got to have the word, hang on to it, and stay in the will of God. So as long as I was there, I'm keeping that shield covered. That way them fiery darts had been coming, and I'm over my wife. And here I am with that shield. And here comes a lies. Here comes a fiery darts. Uh, little windows, little nurses would come by and say, "Here's here's Nancy's clothes. She won't need them anymore." Really, really, you, things like that. And so we'd have the shield. We're in a defensive posture. But then there come a time, man of God, that we are in the offensive posture. The in defense, you're covering, you're protecting, you're 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 guarding. You're shielding with everything that you know. But in the offensive posture, you move aggressively. You move for victory. You move for gain. And as we are in this time of transitioning, you are so so being led by the Spirit of God on this. You know, he said, take on the whole armor of God and take, uh, above all, take the shield of faith. Well, we have that out there. Then there's a time you not only defend the army will defend for so long but then they will advance ah they will advance with an offensive posture that is to aggressively move forward Ooh, glory hallelujah aggressively move forward for the gain of victory and so then we had we had the uh, the defense everything these doctors and they said but who do you think you are i said i'm god's servant you're fired get out of here tell your administrator i want them and they was silent and then same thing with the nurses I'm a nurse. Who do you think? I said, leave now. And I guess it was either the pastor tone, the anointing, or the sergeant, or all the above. I believe it was there. They would leave. But then I had to come back to love my enemies. And Mm -hmm. now some of these who said those things are saying, uh, the same doctor the the first three times that said, it's over. Nancy would never see uh, tomorrow. Now they're coming in saying, I can't believe she's here. I can't, I can't believe there's, there's no blood where blood was flowing. I, I can't believe she opened her eyes. No, that's the God that we serve. And in this transition, we've got to hang on, fear not, trust the Lord, believe, and get that armor back out. We've been, we've been accustomed. We've been lulled. Many of the church has been lulled, and God is shaking. God is shaking people. Wake up. Get up. Get your armor back on. Why? for the place of transition. It may be to pray for those enemies. It may be to love those enemies. It may be to reach out. You never, ever reached out there before. Glory, hallelujah. And you move out with another powerful asset that we have, and that is the love of God that's on the inside. Go ahead, Pastor.
0: Oh, I'm just saying, sh- uh, heaven is shaking right now because the silent cry, the eruption of uh, you know, the voice of God is happening. And if it's happening to me while well, I'm sitting here, I could have shouted 400 decibels. And it must be happening in people everywhere. I see Pastor Melissa Fletcher saying, that's right, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt. Our father is able. It was the seventh day that the walls of Jericho came down with a mighty shout. We are shouting praises to God, and the walls will come down. Let them fail, Lord. Let them fail. Hallelujah. I know people are shouting, and I'm sitting here going, man, I was ready to let it rip with some decibel. But I also have a confession. I want to, I want to give a confession right now about this. When I was with my brother Paul yesterday, Paul and I, were uh, we spent some time together, and he brought up Pastor Kevin Honeycutt and Nancy Honeycutt. Can't wait to see Pastor Nancy come up. Well, we started praying right there. And as we were praying, and I believe Paul was praying at this point, he was praying for your wife. And all of a sudden, I saw her as clear as could be. Her eyes opened wide open. They were so crystal clear. Her eyes were open, and she was completely healed. And the confession is, it was so healed, I thought maybe she just transitioned and was with the Lord at this point. And I'm realizing that was just the enemy trying to sneak that in, that she has a destiny. I know she has destiny here on earth. And we're praying that 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 healing, that awakening, that clarity is that Nancy is coming back to a full and complete recovery in the name of Jesus. But what I saw, it would be like better than anything I've ever had. It was so alive and so finished and so complete And I just proclaim that right now in Jesus' name, that she's going to disconnect from that. It's it's just a disconnect from all that hospital bed stuff, coming out totally okay, 100%, back home, and the journey begins. I I believe that with all my heart. But it's so good, Pastor Kevin. I thought, man, this is unearthly.
2: Now, just to, to, to let you know something, yesterday, all this week, I said, now, you know, Fifteen days ago, you said it was over uh, or more than that. Your treatment is done. You have nothing else. Now I have give you plenty enough time. My father is going to implement the treatment now. And now they have her on so much medication that she she wouldn't know nothing. She couldn't do nothing. I said, decrease the medication. They said, well, we can't. I said, leave. Give me someone else, and then we're going to do this. So we started decreasing those sedation medicines, and 15 times yesterday – my wonderful, beautiful wife. She opened her eyes yesterday. That's 15 times. What I'm believing I'm holding to what you just said. Jesus. Those eyes are coming open. But that My happened God. yesterday. Uh, man of God, that happened yesterday. 15 times those eyes opened up. Praise the Lord.
0: That's amazing. I need Paul, uh, Jack, to call in and confirm uh, what I just said if he wants to. Paul, call in if you're listening. You were the one that was praying Well, you were praying, I saw that, and Pastor Kevin Honeycutt today is saying what he's saying about her eyes opened yesterday 15 times. Brian and Kathy are missionaries from uh, Honduras who are now in Hawaii making their way into Tennessee, Pastor Kevin. They're going to Tennessee. (laughs) Well, uh, uh, Brian and Kathy said this, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Pastor Honeycutt is demonstrating the correct application of violence in jesus's name his wife is our model for how will how god will declare his sovereignty and demonstrate his glory in these days praise the lord now listen to this uh and then i'm going to get back to some things but i want to bring in brother paul right now uh brother paul jack is with me on the line brother paul confirm what happened yesterday if you would sir
1: yes we were uh I was praying for uh, Pastor Nancy, and as soon as I finished, then uh, Pastor Vincent told me that he had seen her open her eyes while we were praying, and the cool thing about that is she opened her eyes 15 times yesterday, and when I was in the hospital and in a coma, Quita just confirmed it to me, my sister... That when they decreased the sedatives in the medicine, that's when I woke up. Mm. And I was able to fight my, myself to be part of the battle. Praise the Lord. So keep so, keep going, Sarge.
0: Keep so yeah, keep going, going Sarge. So the, the gentleman we're talking to right now, don't go anywhere, Paul. Uh, for those that don't know, this is Paul Yeck. And Paul, uh, several months ago, was found in the living room of his home. He had seven major issues. He was at death's door. They whisked him away, took him to the hospital. He'd been there for 24 to 36 hours, laying on the floor, unconscious. They found him. They took him to the hospital. He had major issues going on. And the reason why we were talking yesterday, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, is because Paul Mm -hmm. had given a report. And, Paul, I'd like you to share the report that you gave everybody yesterday right before we prayed for Nancy, which you wanted to do. Give the report of what happened yesterday with you.
1: I went to the cardiologist uh, to get the report. I'd been on a heart monitor for uh, 30 days, and the only medicine I'd had that 30 days was uh, blood thinners. Mm -hmm. And when I got into the doctor, they let us know that – for those thirty days there was no AFib, there was no heart palpitations, there was no heart problems at all, that I could come off of the blood thinners and only take a baby aspirin every morning. And Pastor Honeycutt, I want you to know something. Out of the, the six major issues, five of them now have manifest a healing. And God is no respecter of persons, and I believe right. with all my heart that's Pastor Nancy. We'll be standing soon in Jesus' name. Totally Amen. Healed and
2: healed. Amen. I believe it.
1: And I just you praise believe. God. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Uh, if, if, and I'm going to turn you loose, Pastor Kevin, right now, but if anybody knew Paul's story, uh, and I, I wish he had a little extra time just to tell a little bit of the story of the things that had broken down in his body He should be dead. He should have died. He shouldn't be alive. Um, And yet his loving sister went down uh, to pray with him and stood in the gap for him. And all the family at New Wine Ministries anointed a cloth, sent it down there, and prayed. And here is Paul now taking care of kingdom business. He's uh, getting one good report after another. Pastor Kevin, go ahead and speak into this.
2: You know we was praying for this dear brother uh, over here in Tennessee. Our church was praying and believing the prayer of faith. The Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the six. And and dear brother, I want to tell you, I just felt the spirit of the Lord. The next seven to fifteen days, you watch the strengthening of the Lord. It's going to strengthen your blood. It's going to strengthen something there in your backbone. Hallelujah! It's going. To st- I feel this all over me. God's going to do something in seven to fifteen days, and brother, you get ready to shout about it cause it's coming just like it's coming for my wife, Jesus said in John 14 and 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He's not a liar. He's not a man that he can lie. God says it. He does it. Hallelujah. And we have to rely on the word no matter what the transition is. If God have you to get property, if God have you to prepare for a long time, people don't want to hear this, people don't want to believe it, The word is being fulfilled. The prophetic is coming to pass. Uh, One man of God said, you know, all this eschatology that's coming on, the prophetic word of the end time scenarios is being fulfilled. They are coming to pass. We're seeing more. More of the volcanoes and more earthquakes, and yet we're about to have—we are about to have some things from above come to planet Earth. And no matter what happens, no matter who's in the office, we gotta understand who's in charge. And you've got to hold on to the word, hold on to what God. I feel this, dear pastor. You're you're gonna—you're gonna be set ablaze when you go preach this. You just said a little while ago. I don't know if I—if I need to do this just yet, but I'm bringing it on. I'm telling you, brother, you're gonna bring it on, and you'll feet going to be like on fire, and the words coming out were totally ghosting fire. It's going to set something off. They better not miss this. It's going to set something off. I don't know if it's going to be an in-house revival, if it's going to be a statewide something. I don't know what's happening, but I know God is doing, and I like what you said. You must have caught on to something I I, maybe I got in your spirit when you said gooder and gooder and gooder. I know that's not proper vernacular, but praise the <laughs> Lord, it's getting gooder and gooder and gooder. And no matter the transition of this season, and it is happening, it's not happening to everybody. It is happening to those who hunger and thirst, and they're keeping their eyes. He's getting you prepared. And let me say this, man of God, you know, there was the ten who had the, 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 the ten virgins. Five are wise and five were foolish. We've got to be careful what we're giving out. You can't be caught being empty. You cannot be caught being empty. You've got to be, keep it filled. Keep those, those lamps ready, at the ready, at the ready. The only way God, you're going to be Jesus. at the ready, you've got to hold the line in the word. Hold God, the line Jesus. in prayer and stay in the safest place in the whole wide world, and that's the will of God. Hallelujah. I've only seen this happen for our dear brother. He called me out of the blue when I was on my way to the hospital. He said, I really don't know you, but I praise the Lord for you, and I want to thank you that I understood that you was also praying for us. And when he called me, I said, glory, hallelujah, wait till I tell everybody, this man's healed and done out of the hospital. And what God did for him, he's doing for my wife, and what God's doing for my wife, he will do for you. Don't matter what it is, if it's to get property, if it's to get preparations, preps, whatever the case is, have your faith in God, hold on to him, and keep the whole armor of God on. Glory, hallelujah. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to be tuned in when you, when you start delivering this word. I'm going to have to watch and see. I'll have my shouting shoes, and I'll be there, amen, all the way from Tennessee. Wow.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah, Paul. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. God. You know what's so awesome? It's real. What's happening right now, the inspiration, the anointing, the unction, the effulgencing, the power of God is real. And what yes. I love right yes. now, the two men that I'm listening to. My brothers in the Lord and so many other brothers, how we need to be insulated by one another, encouraged by Mm -hmm. one another, strengthened Mm -hmm. by one another, stay the course. There's two men I'm going to be preaching on this week. One was King David. One was Brother Joseph. One of them yielded to temptation that ruined destiny. Another yielded to the glory of God and walked in destiny. And sin is crouching at the door of every man's heart to try to destroy the destiny of his life. And by walking together and encouraging one another, I believe we're all going to walk in the destiny that God has for us as an Ecclesia. We're going to talk about that all week. I'm so excited. I love what Melissa Fletcher said here. She said, at the Feast of Tabernacles, the Lord revealed to me that Nancy Honeycutt does have a destiny. She has a voice to speak to the nations and I could see her giving a message and testimony at the feast this year. Hallelujah. Pastor <laughs> Jeff Bass is saying, Amen. Pastor, Pastor Jeff Bass in Virginia says, Pastor Honeycutt, I stand with you regarding Pastor Nancy's healing. I declare and decree Psalm 107, 20 to 22. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love. And for the wonderful things he has done for them, let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Amen. By Jesus' stripes, she is healed.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Somebody else has got to stop the hallelujah.
2: (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Snatched them from the door of death. Lord Jesus, make it so. Yes.
2: Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
0: I've got a call coming in. Let's, let's uh, bring another pastor into the conversation. Guys, hold on. Stay with me. Good morning, Pastor Ken Wagner. Is that you, sir?
3: Yes, me, sir. Good morning. Bless all you right. all. all right.
0: Yes, you know, you've got a little echo in the background. If you could turn the sound down. You've got two men of God here with you on the line, three, including me. Uh, what is on your heart, Pastor Ken Wagner? You got a prophetic oh, word? Yes, sir.
3: When Pastor Honeycutt said that that nurse came in with Nancy's old clothes, she was doing a prophetic act because she will no longer fit into those old clothes. God has a new set of clothing for her. He has a new anointing for her. She's coming out of that hospital with power and strength and might. She's going forth to defeat the enemy in a new way with new power, new strength. It shall actually revive you, Pastor Pastor Honeycutt, as well. It will give you a Mm -hmm. new strength, a new wisdom, a new desire to go forth and preach like you've never preached before. And she will be by your side. And the anointing shall flow out of her like never before. It shall touch everyone that's around her. Your whole house will light up like a beacon. It shall be filled with power and might and grace. And the, and the, the healing anointing shall flow from both of you like never before people will want to start to flock to your church they will come into you saying I need help and I've seen what has happened and I know that the power of God is flowing in your household and and even your daughter shall be be overwhelmed by what she sees and she will she'll be brought up into it to be a woman of God like never before Pastor, you're going to see a new anointing flow through you and through Nancy, and you too shall change the face of your area, change the face of the earth, because you will be broadcasting and talking about these things, and it shall be a great anointing upon both of you to go forth and do the work of the Lord.
2: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Pastor Vincent,
2: I'll, I'll say this. You know, the Lord showed us and many others told us that when he opens this door it's it's a specified time, it's a short work and I, I never asked the Lord how long time we have for the work. But we can see that it's it's uh it's it's starting to shorten more and more. So while we have that time while we have that day, glory, hallelujah, we gotta We got to do what God have us to do, whether it's to prepare. And you're right in tune, my brother. You're right in tune with transitioning. And I'll step out right here.
0: Praise God! You know when they, when the people interceded, when Moses interceded for Israel, it was always, Father, this integrity of your name. Right now, the spiritual battle over the words of prophecy that are being spoken, the words of healing, the words of prayer. The enemy would battle against that because he wants to say, well, they prayed and they said, but that didn't happen. But today, Father God, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Be merciful unto us, Lord God. And for the integrity of your name, we pray that you will raise up Nancy, that she will awaken now, that she will come yeah. out of it in the name of Jesus, and that you will bring her forth, Father, for the integrity of your name. And when Moses prayed for Israel, Lord God, you heard his prayer. And I thank you for your namesake, Jesus, that you will now answer all of these prayers. And Pastor Ken, who just prophesied, had been fasting for the last 26 days. And we're going to believe that what he just said will be the word of the Lord, along with everybody else that is praying. Praise God. Anybody else have anything to share?
1: Go ahead, Paul. I just praise God for all that he's doing, and I want to remind everyone, she shall live and not die, but declare the works of the Lord, and she will go nationwide with this testimony.
2: Thank you, Thank you, praise the Lord. Praise
1: you, God. Praise you, Father. I'll give right you a now, final word, Pastor. Please. Go ahead, Brother Paul. Right. right now, she's sitting in Papa's lap, and she is... Not going through anything She's peaceful Thank you Lord.
2: I'll leave this with you uh, Pastor Vincent Whatever transition That almighty God in heaven Is bringing into your life Let it come to pass We may not see The other side of that mountain Or that attack But hold the line Let the transition take place Go ahead Pastor
0: that's so for me. I, I, I'm wiped out. I've got, we've got work to do. We've got a, we're going to a place, and, and we've got some work to do, uh, Patricia and I. And, guys, I just I believe I'm going to see <clears throat> Uh She shall live and not die. I heard the same thing, said Brian and Kathy Gray from Hawaii listening right now. Uh, Cindy Messman was giving a uh, hallelujah. She is healed. So there's lots of agreement where two or three are gathered together and agree on anything, Touching this earth, it yeah. shall be. So we're going to see yeah. law, It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Father, we trust you. Pastor Kevin Hannecutt, yeah. we bless you, your family, your church, and I believe what was spoken here today will be the reality in Jesus Christ's name. And we give God all the praise Amen. and all the glory. Thank you. Amen. Got to run, Thank guys. Got to run. Paul, did you have something? Nope. Praise God. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go the extra mile. somebody calls in, I'm going to take the call. It's coming in from South Dakota, 605-695. Do you have something to share about this issue?
3: Yes, I do. As I'm listening to every one of the comments and that, and the Lord gave me this word to all of us and to all of you, go ye and feed my sheep.
0: Okay, okay. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Feed on the word. Pastor Kevin, stay in touch with us. Let us know when the victory comes. And we know it's already there. So we thank you. Just let us know, okay?
2: We will do it. Thank you.
0: And if you need anything, you let us know. God bless your heart. Shalom. God bless you. And Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the air. And everybody else that joined us today, Pastor Ken Wagner, everybody else. Thank you. Uh, We love you guys. We'll see you. um, We'll see you. Tuesday, and I want to thank everybody. And I know it may sound a little bit, but thanks for your support. Uh, we just received another blessing. Uh, it was a, a beautiful blessing. Two hundred dollars came to us in a check at the mailbox. I want to say thank you uh, through the giving that is beginning to come in. We're we're kind of taking a little chunk out of the debt that we incurred. Uh, we want to thank you for your financial blessing. If you ever want to know how to bless the ministry financially, let me know. We'll show you how to do it. There's several ways you can. I don't want to talk about it right now. I do want to say thank you, however, to those of you who have given. Don uh, Cole out there, you know who you are, and Brother Don and others that have given. Thank you. God bless you. Have an incredible, inspiring weekend. I've got a word. It is going to explode Uh, this Saturday and Sunday. And why don't you come on out? Why don't you get in your car? Why don't you drive out to New Wine? You think we just had church now? Wait till you see what happens this weekend, beginning tomorrow night at 530. If you can't be with us, make sure you join us on the internet on uh, New Wine Ministry TV. We love you folks. And we're believing and we're going to wait now, trust and see the salvation of the Lord in our sister Nancy's life. Till we meet again. God bless everybody. Have a super blessed weekend. Shalom.